what's up what's up everybody it's your girl shy J, and i want to welcome you to a special <laughs> session of bruised not broken um i haven't recorded in a while i have missed opportunities to reconnect with some of my people and life has been happening as i know most of you are feeling it and I, I, you know, I had written up some things and jotted down some ideas, a full-on conversation, a full topic that I really wanted to discuss, but life doesn't work that way. You know, as much as you want to <laughs> plan accordingly, write it down, schedule, life is going to hit you. And when I tell you life has been hitting it's been hitting and I have been trying to process certain things by myself mentally emotionally and it's not working um I have a lot of support and I hope my listeners and my family and my friends that are taking this ride with me with Bruce Not Broken through the ups and the downs and I'm going to acknowledge the inconsistencies I hope you have this as much as support as I do and if not just know I'm available to you in any way. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you have my number. Contact me if not. Leave a comment on the Bruise Not Broken page via Instagram. I'm working on a Facebook page as well. So if you need somebody to talk to, with everything that I have going on, I can still be an ear and a shoulder. And I want to be that for somebody else. So let's just get into it. Um... I was hesitant to discuss some of the things that have been going on over the last couple of months that have caused me to lose focus on this project, a project that I was so committed to, a project that fits all of my circumstances and some of you guys, I hope, and I've just been not able to get it right. (laughs) And the reality of the situation is I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You you try so hard to stick to something, to commit to something, and before you know it, life's right hook will knock you down, and only the strong will survive, and only those that believe God for who and what he is will be able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and keep pushing. So this is an opportunity for me to kind of give y'all some insight on why I've been a little off and why Bruce Not Broken has taken a, a backseat. Um, so let's get into it. 2020, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but 2020 is hitting different. Like, I had a feeling it was going to be different for me. Uh, started off really bad, as I previously discussed in earlier uh, episodes. I had a really, really bad breakup with somebody that I had planned to commit to, start a life with, relocate for. So 2020 started off smacking me in the face immediately. But I was just like, all right, that's just not my my purpose. You know, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. He is not it. So I took that on a chin, you know, shook that off 
<laughs> brushed my shoulders off, dusted myself off real quick. I was like, all right, we good, you know? Ain't gonna let no bad relationship break me down. Ain't nobody got time for that. We growing, we maturing. So we gonna move on, right? Nope. <laughs> As we all are perfectly aware of now, uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, the Rona has taken us by storm. She got to be a female. Listen, I love us. I'm 100% woman. I love my ladies. All my ladies. But I know we, we can be some monsters when we need to be. And I feel like Rona herself is a monster. Okay, from digital learning, if you have children, uh, taking place for me, it started in March and ended through May because I live in the South. So I've been home with my two beautiful children since March. I think um, officially the first day of all of this was March 16th. And boy, I have turned from mommy and nurturer to teacher and dictator overnight. And I don't know about y'all, but my beautiful daughter seven years old she was in first grade she's going into second grade um actually starting this month we go back to school august 12th baby girl told me straight up this is fake school mom i need to go back to real school with my real teacher and my real friends and listen i didn't argue with her because i'm i'm very educated i'm smart and if i don't know something i'm making my business to learn it I have no problem researching or reading a book, but I'm not qualified to teach, okay? So that was a huge eye-opener for me. It uh, tested (laughs) my abilities to focus and to be strong for them because they're looking at me and I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and I'm like, how are we going to get through this? Because uh, we went from being dropped off at the bus and picking up at the bus and you spending eight hours excuse me eight hours with these educated teachers you know folks that have dedicated themselves to education and here I am (laughs) trying to convince you that what we doing online is the right way um so if you haven't had to scroll over to a YouTube page for a math problem or to find some information about something in science or social studies or anything, let me tell you, I applaud you because YouTube has become my friend. Um, My 11-year-old, who is now going into the sixth grade, I found myself having to use YouTube for math. Um, I didn't believe the new math wave. no new math what are we talking about new math math is math numbers is numbers you add them you subtract them you divide them you multiply them you keep them pushing baby new math is real okay and the show you work of how you got to the answer (laughs) that was even more real so processing that we made it through I'm thankful Um, Both children were promoted to the next grade. So I now have a second grader and a sixth grader, as I mentioned. Super excited about that. 
but digital learning is going to continue into the first semester of the new school year. So we're starting school year 2020-2021 remotely. Um, My job, which I am beyond grateful for, I've been able to maintain employment throughout this time, as I know so many people have lost jobs and have been struggling to, you know, find life balance due to this pandemic. Um, I am fortunate enough to to still have employment, but my office decided that they were going to close down permanently um, due to just the expenses of trying to bring us back into the office. So I became a full-time remote employee. So let's break that down. I work a full shift, eight hours a day, um, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I have two children that are both school age who are in school from 8.30 until 3.30. Roughly, let's say that. How do you find a balance? How do I commit to the very thing that supports me financially? and supports my children financially, as well as being able to make sure that they're completing their tests for school, completing assignments and being attentive to their needs and being able to answer questions. This thing ain't been easy, you know? Um, And here we are preparing to do this all over again. And I have to admit, I have been racking my brain on how do I do it? So we shall see. I plan on providing y'all with a, an episode on all things digital learning while being a full-time mom and full-time employee. So if you have any insight, if you have any suggestions, let your girl know because we need a village. If you don't have one, we need one. All of my mommies out there that are doing this thing, um... If you are a single mom like me, listen, let let us put our heads together collectively and figure it out. And even if you're not a single mom um, in some households, you know, children will lean on mommy's shoulders a little bit more than, than dad's. And there's nothing wrong with that. Dad is present. But I feel like mom is usually the go-to in some spaces, not all. So if that's you and you just need somebody to talk to or a shoulder, holla at your girl. Let's figure this thing out. So, 2020, y'all. Moving through completing school. Um, I received notification at the very beginning of May that my aunt um, passed away unexpectedly. Um, There were no signs of struggle, um, no major health concerns that we were able to detect It was a very much so unexpected loss, and it rocked my family to its core. My family's very small. Um, If you know us, you know how strong we are and how close we are. But like I said, we're a small unit. Um, So losing my Aunt Sherry, who was a big personality, full of life, full of fun, full of jokes, it, it smacked us and immediately we were concerned that it was a COVID lost. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a COVID loss. Um, 
you know, she just went on to be with God early, earlier than any of us could have expected. And grieving is difficult. Um, I personally haven't had to experience um, immediate deaths like that. You know, I've lost extended family over time and but no one a direct impact so I can openly admit that this this took us took me especially and I've learned to understand people who have taken losts and who are still processing it um there is no expiration date on grieving and if anybody tries to tell you that you need to move on that you know, mourning someone that was once close to you, someone that you've loved, a mom, a dad, an aunt, a cousin, a friend, tell them to shut up, okay? Because you can't turn those emotions off. And even if you try, you don't know what your triggers may be. You know, it can be a song, it could, it could be a memory. It could be something that pops up on TV that will instantly take you back to that person. And you're in that moment. And I hurt for um, my cousins who have lost their mom. You know, we, we are aggressively approaching the holidays with an already trying time. And this is going to be their first uh, Christmas without their mom. They just went through their first Mother's Day without her because she passed a few days prior to Mother's Day. So I'm hurting for them as I hurt, but I know my hurt is nothing compared to theirs. So, you know, how do you how do you heal? What do you do to heal? Um, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. Um, my grand that was my grandmother's baby sister and she she's it's now two out of four that are left standing you know how do you heal how do you move on do you move on I don't think any of us ever really have the answer but besides prayer and and time and finding ways to cope and finding ways to understand and appreciate that they've moved on to a place that we all hope to one day reach, you know? It's selfish to hold on to people. And I say that because um, I just recently experienced another loss. And I, it's very new. It's very hard. And it, one wound that hasn't quite healed, another one has been piled on top of it. And I do not know how to balance the two. I do not know how to cry for my aunt while crying for my brother. I don't know how to do it. So 2020. <laughs> 2020. Um, that's all I can say, man. 2020 has been hard. And I'm going to share a little bit further. I didn't think I wanted to. I I felt like I shouldn't. But then also I keep hearing you don't know who else is going through it. And 
somebody might be able to help you or you might be able to help them. And it's, it's very new. It's very early. But if I can heal someone while being healed or someone can help me through my pain while I help them through theirs, why not? You know, we were placed on this earth to help each other. If you haven't touched one person throughout your life's time here, what are you doing? And I say that because on July 4th, my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. He's 11, like I mentioned earlier. My first born. Uh, the first, first person I truly loved with no conditions. He is my creation. He is my beautiful black gift to the world. And if you have been fortunate enough to meet my son, you know he is a light. He's loving. He's warm. He's just everything I could have asked for. I had no idea what I was doing when I got pregnant with my son at a young age. Um, 19. My truth. But I've grown with my baby. I'm growing with my baby. And to receive news like that, that is um, life-altering, has punched me in a way that um, I don't even think Mike Tyson could hit somebody this hard. You know, Mike is a heavy hitter. Y'all feel me? (laughs) I am short um, my breath is short every day because he went from living a very normal life um, you know up until 11 free to do what he wanted play, run um, you know hang out just doing average preteen things to being dependent on a synthetic medicine to survive. I personally um, haven't experienced diabetes directly. I do have other family members that are type 2, but they're, you know, a little bit older, and it's a a different space when you have someone of age that um, can handle themselves that can medicate themselves and can fully understand what's going on. And in this space, this is my son. You know, the doctors are explaining to us that his pancreas stopped producing the insulin in his body that he needed to function. Um, I didn't fully understand what that meant. I didn't even know this was something that could happen in babies. It just speaks to the, the medical world and how much information we do not know. And I was angry because he's never missed a shot. He's never missed a scheduled visit. Um, his checks are always on point and always on time. And I'm like, what did you miss? Um, why were we not aware of this possibly taking place? And why didn't you prepare me? And why didn't you tell me what to do? And then I quickly went into blame, self-blame. You know, was it the cookies? Was it the cake? Was it the the sweets? Was it the extra dessert? What did I give you? 
immediately blaming myself for this. And I've heard it over and over and I continue to hear it. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. It was nothing that I could have done to stop it. Um, You know, I'm looking at genes and going through history and, you know, my family and his father's side of the family. And and I'm needing to place blame to understand how my son is now forced to live a life that we never expected. I am a day away from a month of dealing with this new change. And he's been so resilient. And I do get my strength from him, but I know I'm not strong enough yet on my own. Um, He's very, very accepting. Um, And I I appreciate that. And I I, I just wish that I could be stronger. And it's difficult because... You know, the needles, blood sugar checks, and counting carbs, and changing diets, and explaining to him that he can't have certain things without it being counted. And every meal, there's medicine. Every snack, there's medicine. You know, we have a bag. I carried a diaper bag with him when he was a baby, you know, up until a toddler's age. And I now have a medical bag that we can't leave the house with because he needs his medicine. If we're out and running errands and we reach a a time of needing to eat, you know, lunch or something like that, I have to be prepared. Um, I have to look for low days and and be aware of high days. Um, I'm checking numbers and, and doing math in my head every day. My schedule is not my own now, you know. It was it, it's never been my own, but this is different. I can't miss a step. I'm afraid to miss a step. I'm afraid to hurt him. I know there are so many other people in the world that are going through this and the doctors that we've we've run into and that we've been blessed to to team up with have been wonderful in explaining it. I am beyond grateful for the family members and friends that are aware of what's going on with us for every phone call, for every text, for every check-in because I am a person who will disappear when life gets too hard. And I know I can't do that. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you guys. (laughs) Because in my head, I feel alone. But I know that's not the case. And I'm hopeful that if someone is listening to this and they have any feedback or they have any personal experience with any of these things, that we can feed off each other because we're not alone. We may feel alone in some spaces, but you are not. And being in your own head can be so damaging. It it can take you away from the good that's happening around you 
and you can miss some really, really great things if you focus on all of the bad that's going on. And this is a moment of reflection. This is a a moment to say it feels heavy. It feels so heavy. But the testimony at the end and whatever the greater good of all of this at the end it's going to be so so it's going to be so big that I'm going to look back and eventually laugh and be like oof we made it through it and it's only going to get better it's hard right now there are good days and there are bad days today was actually a really bad day um I've cried more times than I care to count <laughs> And I'm like, but I'm bruised, not broken. That's the beauty of it. You know, we are sometimes bruised, wounded, pained. But we have the ability and the strength to keep going forward, to not break. So... If you are personally going through something that has you feeling defeated, I can tell you you're not. It may feel that way. I personally know that it may feel that way. But you are stronger than what you know. And lean on that strength. And if you can't have that strength of your own, it is okay to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, I am not okay. And if you are pouring into others, it is okay to ask to be poured into. It is okay for others to fill your cup as you you filled someone else's, you know. And you need to be aware that if you keep pouring out of you and no one is pouring into you, eventually you will run dry. So I am bruised. 2020 has been attempting to whip my tail. But I believe that a turnaround is coming. I may not know when. I may not be able to see it, touch it, smell it, feel it. (laughs) But it's coming and it's going to be good. And I, I pray that for everyone. And I wish that for anyone who's going something, going through something, You know, I don't believe my situation and my circumstances are any worse or any better than anybody else's. So, you know, to you, what I'm going through may be light. And and what what you may be going through is heavier. I'm here. And if I can help you, please let me do so. I want to thank the Bruised Not Broken family. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your support. For anybody that's reached out and asked me, yo, what's going on with the podcast? We haven't heard from you. I'm coming back, y'all. I actually plan on doing a live recording so we can finally, if you don't know my face, (laughs) we can put a face to the voice and let's really get this thing going. There are so many topics, so many conversations that... Uh, feed into the bruise not broken and I haven't touched on them and I am apologetic because I have a, a a plan for this 
and I believe it to be great. So buckle up. Please stay seated. <laughs> We've had a brief, a brief, a few brief, excuse me, intermissions um, during this ride of life, but we are go- going to continue to heal through all of our bruises. And anytime we feel pain on our body or in our minds or within our spirits, we're going to tell ourselves, I am not broken. I will not break. I may bend, but I will not break. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And uh, if you have any comments, any feedback, please hit your girl up on Bruise But Not Broken. You can find me on Instagram. And uh, I don't know. We'll talk soon. Stay blessed.